Hi, welcome back. This is Colin Power from Into Infinity, and today we're going to be looking at more prime number stuff. Yes, that's right, uh, a little bit more on the two-dimensional space of prime numbers now. So um, uh, before we uh, looked at some of the things that were associated with the prime number code um, and the double base numbers and all that sort of stuff, uh, today we're going to return to the two-dimensional plane because uh, we've got a little bit of information there. Um, we covered actually in our previous sessions all of the two dimensions, but we didn't cover the number nine. We only br briefly looked at that. Number six turns into a nice hexagon, remember that? But number nine is a bit of a strange number, isn't it? Because um, when we looked at our number 91, did anyone check out that number from last broadcast? Yeah, that's right, it's seven times 13. And so you can see, look, one, nine, uh, seven, three. Seven, three's in there, isn't it? Yeah, from that seven, three. 73 and 37 reflection point think about that yeah it's both in there and, and we've got the number one there is on 13 yeah uh which you know is the one part of the nine so uh, one doesn't actually appear as a 2d shape does it so um we've excluded that one and it's not in the prime number sequence either so um that's and number two excludes all of the even prime numbers, so we're just left with odd numbers now. But the first odd number, really, that comes in that isn't a prime is the number nine, and that's because the number three, um, you know, squared, isn't it? So it's a squaring function. It's a, it's a, nine is actually a, 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 pri a square of a prime, and those squares are going to start massively interfering with the base 10 code. And so what we're going to look at today is how they interfere with it. So to start with, let's draw, a, um, let's draw nine points around a circle. And what you can see is there, once we start to draw those points, is that we can connect the 1, 4, and 7, and you can make a triangle. Yeah, but this is different, isn't it? Because it's a, it's a 7 and a 4 either side. And if we add 7 and 4 together, we get an 11. Oh, we've just gone into uh, over the base 10, haven't we? Yeah. Um, in other words, it should have been, uh, in a way, you could say 1 plus 1 equals 2, doesn't it? Yeah. So uh, we're, we're, we've got a number 2 here. Yeah. And if we moved up to move the triangle up, let's say we went, um, let's say we just drew the triangle from uh, point number 3 across to point number 8, and we had a 1 there. Um, and we find that uh, 8 plus 3 always also equals 11. We've got a 2, 2 there. And uh, um, um, so now with the last one, which is 1 up the top, and then 9, and then 2. That's 11 again, isn't it? Yeah, we're drawing that other little triangle. So we've got three triangles there, all spaced out. Oh, look, and the last one there, 11, 11, would be the one at the bottom, which is the, um, the dual opposite of the prime. You know, we said we plus or minus 1 divide by 2. Um, of the prime number itself, and that will give you those two numbers there, whatever those two, the six and the five. Uh, but once you add them together, they equal also eleven. So the, here's the big conundrum: which eleven is it? You know, um, is it that? Uh, is it that one eleven? That one eleven? That one eleven? Or that one eleven? Uh, we know it's not the O one because that's where we started. But all of the other ones suddenly equal eleven. And um, once you start to put ones and ones and ones together in uh, in a base sequence, yeah, then you're really going to start to uh, you know flip the sequence over. And you can you can check that out by timesing, you know, nine 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 nine. 9 and all that sort of stuff, you know, um, and 11111 and, and checking out what happens, yeah. Uh, but I'll let you investigate some of those. Uh, we normally use uh, six-digit numbers, but here, look, we've got uh, 11, haven't we? 11, 11, 11, that's an eight ones in a row. So um, we're in some sort of special code, which is good because uh, eight ones is a pretty much a computery type thing, isn't it, yeah? Um, so uh, so uh, we could do, we've got a zero there, haven't we? Uh, one, which is a tiny little bit switch. 
Um, so that can just turn that lock on and off, yeah? Um, so in a way, there we are. It's got, we've got this kind of uh, particular code, and we need to track all three vectors to find out which one is actually the correct one. Um, on the other hand, what we can do is we can also sort of have a look at the number nine from uh, another perspective, which is we have the triangle. So let's call that triangle A, um, and we're going to connect that triangle A. It's going to be that's going to be, in other words, the one uh, seven four triangle, um, or one four seven if you like triangle. Um, that's a that's a vortex code. Uh, we've also got the one eight one three eight uh, function, um, which is the three and the eights uh, that comes from the third. And then um, we've got the uh, two one two nine, and that's really a nine nine just flipping over its boundary, isn't it? Yeah, you can see what I'm saying. Nine plus two is just flipping over. To, 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 you can see how they flip, yeah, and, and that will push the base system along uh, eleven. And eleven is a prime number as well, so. Yeah, we know there's something here. Yeah, um, and the reason it's a prime number is because we, yeah, because we just pushed that one over, and it's like the number one, isn't it, in base ten? You know, uh, we've just gone past that one, and it's gone zero, and it's gone one. You know, we've gone back around that cycle, haven't we? Yeah, so that's what the number eleven is, and that's why we consider it to be a prime. Yeah, in a way, uh, because it folds back on itself. Yeah, and so we're all dealing with base ten here, not base infinity. So um, here we are, uh, triangle A. Uh, so we know oh, what can we do? Oh, look, you know, we could put another triangle in there. We can put in. A, we, let, let's rotate the triangle once. Let's say we rotate across, and we can make B. B B. We put a triangle B there, and that will fill in the other another six po uh, three points and six points field, and we can rotate the triangle again, and we get uh, C C C triangle. Yeah, as we rotate. Yeah. Um, so as we do that, what we sort of notice is that um, we can um, we can see that the the, the triangle get, kind of gets offset, doesn't it? Yeah, in a certain pattern. And once again, it's creating a different kind of circle ratio. It's a square ratio. And so we can do the same sort of thing with the fives. You know, with the fives, we could uh, we can um, divide a five-pointed star into five as well, can't we? That's what we've done here. And we can make uh, a five-pointed star rotate, da, 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 and it will, it will make that circle as it goes around. Yeah? And what will happen is each that, that circle will be made of more and more vectors as we add more and more triangles. Uh, or yeah, whatever they are, yeah. But also, we must understand we can count that triangle in another way, um, which is uh, we can say, okay, let's let's do this. What we'll do is uh, we have two missing two on the A, yeah. And then if we think about the B, yeah, will be uh, set offset a little bit to one side, yeah. So um, if you think about it, what would be uh, nine and two? We're going to connect that one to let's see number five. Yeah, nine two five. Yeah, nine miss one, two miss one. Then miss two. Yeah, so nine. Yeah, then misses one, doesn't it? To the two, can you see there? And jump two, and we're going to jump down to five. Jump two, and we create a kind of uh, uh, a different type of pan that's there. It's got a, so we're going through a pattern now of jumping one, jumping two, jumping one, jumping two. So let me give you an example. If I started at one, jump one, we go to three. Yeah, uh, jump two would go to six. Yeah, jump one would go to eight. Jump two would go to two. Uh, jump one would go to four. Jump two would go to uh, seven. Jump one would go to nine. Jump two would go to three. Jump one would go to five. Oh, there we are. We've reached five now. Jump one would go to seven. Uh, jump two would go to back to one. So you can see that's a kind of different algorithm of jumping. And we can have a plus one, plus two, plus one, plus two function on our, um, on our, on our infinity function. Um, because we can, we don't have to just say plus one, we can have plus one, 
plus two, plus three. And what you're going to suddenly realize is, hey, look, what we're doing here is we're actually circling geometry. Yeah. And once we realize that's what's happening with this um, with this infinity function, we can map that to points on a geometric function and kind of understand where by altering the uh, the, the algorithm of plus minus one. So you could be plus minus two, plus minus three. And we can go like plus the first Z might be plus minus one. Then we can have another Z, which might be plus minus. Uh, so if this first one might be plus one, second one might be plus two, next one might be plus one, next one might be plus two. And so when we do something like that, what we're doing is we're switching between two types of infinite. The, we have the Aleph is zero, 0.5, yeah, which is that type of infinite. And we're then switching over to the other side and we're adding in the other type of infinite, the infinite, the whole numbers on the other side. And so we start to find that we can compare reciprocal space and whole number space using the different types of infinite density. Um, that would be just one example where we can have that, where we've got a clear-cut ratio of uh, the difference between, let's say, Z1, which would be the plus on the first, on the on the even, on the odd, sorry, if you like, the, the zero, if you like, starts at zero. And then when it goes to the next calculation, we're going to switch Z to the number two, let's say. That's, that's an example. And so then, then what happens is on the effort count, we've gone to effort number one. And so effort now will be an odd number, and we'll be on the two count of that. And when we go back to the even effort number, um, sorry, the odd effort number at number three, we're going to switch back and we're just going to do a plus one at that stage. So that way we, we're actually circling geometry and we're going to say, hey, how long is it going to take us to get back to the start? And as we circle the geometry, we're going to find that um, we're creating certain patterns and these patterns can be also like numerical signatures for things. And then by comparing numerical signatures in the way that we'd, we'd do with other things, computers can do that very quickly, um, we might find that we can find uh, new information about where numbers arise in base 10 and correct and make those base 10 corrections. So the geometric function here is uh, is encoded into the, the fourth dimensional mathematic, the, the actual algorithm of the mathematic, and then we're just going to lay that into a nice geometry. And so that's really um, what I'm sort of getting at. We can do that with the other numbers as well. Uh, but once we've covered those numbers, all of those numbers, it's not many, is it? Because we don't need all of them. We just need those, if we're going to do primes, for example, we just need those prime number codes from, uh, you know, one, uh, three, um, uh, seven, nine. That's all the ones we need. So we, we can make comparisons on those. And why is that? Well, because we're going to use the number five uh, as, as a comparative code, and we're going to use the number three as a comparative code. And obviously, because number two and number one's not a prime number anyway. Um, and so and number two, it takes out all the even primes. So everything above that is discounted anyway. So we're counting out the ones that are discounting things. Um, and we've covered the number one anyway in this number 11, because we're working in set, two sets of base 10 numbers. And we're decoding through that. And we're going to use geometric function in order to provide us with shapes that uh, allow us to sort of see, you know, what's the, uh, what are the relationships between um, these circles as we start to split them into infinity, as we start, you know, you can, you can divide them more and more and so much. Um, so if we wanted to divide, uh, take a nine and take, take it into the, into the three again, we could divide that space into another three triangles and create another algorithm to match that. So you get the idea. Um, that way we can begin to map what we call a prime number space. Um, and 
through that find a ge geometric algorithms that can uh, help us understand prime numbers more deeply. Anyway, that's our um, kind of uh, work in progress still at the moment, as you say. Um, and if you, yeah, I mean, if you have any contribution or anything like that, you know, we do let us know because um, we always like uh, enthusiastic mathematicians to get on board with the fourth dimensional mathematics. And you know, we don't know everything. It's a new field, and so we're very excited to be sharing it with you guys. And we hope that you know you're enjoying some of our broadcasts. Anyway, my name's Colin Power from IntoInfinity.com. Uh, do join up with the website and uh, you know check out the, more of the conversation there. In the meantime, I hope you have a great week. And whatever you do, take care. And we'll catch up with you on the next one. Thank you very much.